So welcome to Caesar Wanler's podcast. In January, I was lucky enough to be introduced to Alina Doranquina, who's a linalistic well-being consultant and founder of the Sydney-based anti-stress clinic. And we were introduced through a mutual friend who knew I would be interested in a unique holistic well-being system that Alina has developed, which incorporates many of the things that I love, including yoga, meditation and breath work. Alina's system is known as Prangana and draws on pranic healing, ancient pagan wisdom that has come down through previous generations, as well as integrating a variety of other healing practices. It is designed to primarily balance our emotions, to realign our mind and our body, as well as improving our nervous and immune systems. To talk about Prangana more, I am very excited to welcome Alina along today as Seeds of Wonder's very first podcast guest. So Alina, welcome to Seeds of Wonder. It's great to have you along. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for inviting me. And it's really, it was really lovely to meet you in January. And now we, I'm seeing that, um, you know, we are creating something together. And um, this something is uh, very beneficial for others, for, uh, for health of other people. Yeah, it's nice to be able to share it wider as well and, yeah. uh, and get the message out there. Definitely. And that brings me, so when I was thinking about what to talk about the podcast, I suddenly realised I'd never asked you how you came about um, developing Prangana, where it all came from, where the idea came from. Would you mind, for my interest and also anybody listening to us, talking about the birth of Prangana? How did it all start? Yeah, sure. Um, this is actually a um, very interesting story because um, I have started my, I have opened my clinic back in 2007. It's 2007, yes. It's, wow. Uh, well, it's about 12 <laughs> years ago. Years. Yeah, 12 <laughs> years ago. And um, I was so focused on um, on coaching and on something like business-like, very business-like. And then uh, all of a sudden... I found out that I'm helping people with depression, stress, anxiety. So I thought coaching was not enough. So I started to learn other things. I started to learn uh, pranic healing, art therapy, hypnosis. And um, I was always interested in um, the techniques which are pagan and uh, like ancient techniques and natural healing. So, you know, naturally I started to create individual systems for people with this or that ailment. And then all of a sudden I found out that I've got an entire system on my hands <laughs> and um, I used that system on myself as well because, you know, I went through two major depressions and two major car accidents, uh, major injuries, and um, the prognosis were not really good. So I thought I don't like chemicals, I don't like drugs, I like to heal naturally. And I used all this system. And then I thought, okay, this system has to have some sort of name. And it came naturally because I'm uh, my system based on pranic healing and pagan techniques. So I actually combined two words pranic and pagan together and I got prangana <laughs> so this is the best I could do <laughs> it's very memorable yeah. it works yeah so prangana healing system initially it was only prangana healing system system and then I thought it's not only healing it's fitness as well so the system has um, got lots of techniques and lots of um, exercises and self-massage techniques. So I thought, okay, it's 
just a system from Ghana healing and fitness system. So we just was mentioning some of the healing practices that you use. How do they combine when you're actually running the, the classes and the workshops? How do you bring the different healing practices together? And what are, you know, because you mentioned self-massage and um, hypnotherapy and that. But I know some of it's influenced by yoga with the slow movement and, and that sort of thing. So could you talk us through a little bit, bring to life what the sessions might look like? Okay, so sessions are um, really simple. They are really lazy. So even if you are lazy and you don't like doing physical activity, this is for you. <laughs> so everyone can do it. So basically, um, whatever you are doing, you are setting your mind onto, you know, onto this or that activity. Say, so um, I'm using lots of self-massage techniques and they are connected to our mind, they are connected to our body to activation of certain points. Uh, so since I'm working with the chakral system, so I'm introducing the um, activities and exercises which are activating these points, these energy points and these chakras in the bodies. Um, when you start doing self-massage with the intention to have this or that result, you're already reprogramming your mind onto something positive. And by the touching, by the touch, you are activating physical systems in your body. And, well, it probably it's it sounds quite complicated, but when you... I would say these techniques, they could be called active meditations. So active meditations, um, there, are, there are movements involved and there are uh, visualizations involved and um, there are some sounds involved and of course um, some guiding, like, you know, the guidance as well. So uh, again, it might be very complicated but when you do it it's really simple so you know how guided meditations are yes yeah so you are just listening to the voice of um you know of a yoga teacher or anyone and um, you are following the instructions with me i do not do a lot of um instructions I say what needs to be done, and then I ask to concentrate on this or that movement. So basically, people are guiding themselves with the movement. Does it make sense? Yeah, and it helps them focus as well. So yeah. you're combining that movement with the, the focus of the mind. Again, you're, you're being more into the present moment. Mm -hmm. um, you're getting those benefits. And I... And I bet, you know, the body's responding with a slower heart rate mm -hmm. and slower breathing like yeah. you get with the meditation. So I can I can absolutely see the benefits of that. Yeah, and when you're concentrated or, or concentrated on the present moment and on what exactly you are doing at this very moment, um, you cannot think about anything else. This is meditation. It doesn't matter if you are moving or not it's still meditation and you are in this very moment well with the movement it is more i would say it's more effective because it brings you it, it brings the results faster because you're doing you you are doing this <laughs> it's sort of Just getting okay. the activities yeah. isn't it to help focus your mind and i i know that um so one of the things I've been working on, as, as anybody who's been following my story and my blogs and that, is to get better at meditation. Yep. I have an incredibly 
busy mind that committee up there the agenda items are ridiculously long Mm -hmm. so I find when I just sit down and I try and and literally use my mind to uh, to slow down to focus mm-hmm. and, and sit in meditation. I, I do that is still very much a work in progress. I am much better with guided meditation or walking meditation. Mm-hmm. Or, so, so for me, actually having a movement as well to concentrate on. So I find the ontolic nostril breathing really helpful for me, for mm-hmm, example, mm-hmm. because I'm having to focus on which nostril I'm opening and closing, yeah. <laughs> and and that. But th- then I get in the rhythm, and I, I can just. I, it's like driving a car. You start suddenly changing gears or mm-hmm. uh, pushing the pedals without realizing it, and you're in the flow. So I can really see how the movement um, side of things, with, especially for people like me who aren't so great just sitting on a bolster and assuming the zen position and yeah. their mind is lovely <laughs> and clearly slows down and they're in the moment, um, it could be really beneficial. So I know from sharing, uh, when we've talked a couple of times, you've given me a few secret tips and that, and they're, they're really, they're easy. They're not difficult to do. Like when you show them, they're really clear. They're extremely simple. And what I'm teaching people to do, I'm teaching them to think about their bodies as of um, computers. Uh, computers have buttons. And they've got the keys and they've got the programs. And we can download the programs, what we need, right? So the only thing we need to do, to know is which button to press. So I'm teaching people to press the correct buttons <laughs> to download the healthy programs. That's it. So this is easy as that. <laughs> and it's also, uh, imagine, um, creating new neuropathways and that sort of thing. Because as you were saying, you're starting to retrain your body and to retrain your mind as mm-hmm. well. Um, because I know I go too fast and I hold a lot of tension in my body and I've got a lot of ingrained behaviors and that sort of thing. So um, actually using the self-massage and some of these breathing techniques are a great way of helping retrain your brain as well. So. Definitely. So the moment you touch this or that part of your body with the intention to bring in more energy and to heal, you are sending signal to your brain that, so I'm starting something new. This is a positive program. This is a positive download and you're creating the neuropath in in your brain and the brain is um, protecting you. So it's creating the new program and it's creating the new path and uh, a new connection. So it's, it's really, it's really easy. However, one time is not enough. So you need to press um, a little bit, you know, more than one time onto the button. (laughs) I was actually just posted about this on Instagram and Facebook. There's this beautiful thing, which I'll probably mangle, as everybody who's listened to me before knows I'm terrible at Sanskrit. Um, I think it's pronounced Alpasa, and apologies if it's not. And basically what it is is that it translates in English to practice Mm -hmm. um, and also having um, the discipline and the focus and the commitment um, to keep practicing so that uh, we really start to ingrain what it is we're trying to learn or what we're trying to do um, into... um, our, our daily lives and and, and master it mm-hmm. and the beauty of apasa which i so can't say is that it's not a, just a yoga practice it's not about getting the perfect downward dog it's about integrate integrating it into all your life and what you're doing and it's exactly the same thing is you can't just go and do um pranagana once you've got to keep doing it to realize the benefits and get the yeah. accumulated effect it should be your new lifestyle however it's not difficult at all so consistency is good for 
everything and it's good you know in whatever you do so if you've done only one say for example you are learning english or you are learning any other language so you can't learn only 10 words today and then forget about it so you don't know english <laughs> so you need to be consistent you need to go lesson by lesson and you you have to finish the program to be able to to speak to be able to write, to read, whatever, mm-hmm. right? The same with healing processes. So if you've done it once, well, it doesn't do any good to you. <laughs> you just know how to do it and that's it. <laughs> I think the great thing about Prangana is the, the thing that surprised me uh, when we were talking is that it's not like you have to sit down and do a whole hour of it. Like mm-hmm. you were explaining to me that some of the... Um, the practices that you do are like five to seven minutes long. So, and you could do necessary stood at a bus stop if you if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, so that's I mean that's the beauty of the system that you've put together. Yes, the system itself contains more than three hundred exercises. You can't do three hundred exercises a day. You don't <laughs> have be a very time busy for that. Day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There'll be no going to work. <laughs> definitely, you can't do it every day. You know, I've run the course um, back in Thailand, um, two days course, and we couldn't cover all three hundred exercises. Wow, even in two days. Yeah, even in two days, eight hours a day, we couldn't cover. So um, with prangana, well, it's good to know. All exercises is good to know all techniques. However, um, you can choose one, two, or maybe three techniques and do them every day or maybe um, on alternate days. Like today you do the technique for your nose um, and for your ears and tomorrow you will do the technique for your, uh, you know, for the chakras, for, you know, to wake up the body. To, uh, the third day you are doing the techniques for your joints or for your, for improvement, the lymphatic circulation or blood circulation. And you can, um, Choose what techniques you do. Two, three techniques, they will take only five, seven minutes a day, but you still um, will improve your health and you will prevent the ailments from, you know, from appearing in your body. Yeah. Yes, but prevention is the best healing. So it's much easier to prevent than to get rid of the ailments. So I think, you know, (laughs) we know what we're talking about. Yeah, so it's much easier. However, it doesn't mean that you cannot heal with prangana. You can. It will just take a little bit longer than, like, maybe a week or something. However, if you do these techniques, any techniques, consistently, every day, for 28 consecutive days, basically, it's a month, it's a lunar month, you will see great results in the end of the month you will see the changes the improvements in your new health in your sleep in even if you in your relationship because your unconscious decides what else needs to be improved in your life and you don't know you can't predict what what it what it what it will be so basically if you do the exercises every day it doesn't matter which one, so you don't have to do all 300. Yes, <laughs> you, you've got to do only two or three. You'll see the results in the, in 28 days, in, in one month. And I know that one of the things, just like yoga and meditations as standalones, it, it works on not just the physical, but it works on the emotional, it works on the mental uh, side of things as well. It, it sort of, is like I was saying at the beginning, the idea is to realign your body and your mind. It's mm-hmm. like a holistic package. Um, I know you're also telling me it works on the nervous system and the immune system. Yes, 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 that's right. 
um, I have created this system which works on all five levels. And in my um, sessions, individual sessions and group sessions, I'm working on five levels, physical, emotional, um, mental, uh, energetic, and spiritual. So spiri spiritual, it's just the system of your beliefs, what you believe in. And if you believe that with the help of Prangana, you can improve your health, that will, it will work on all levels. So what it will help with... Um, Basically, emotions are number one, so you will improve your emotional balance and remove stress, depression, anxiety, remove um, fear and phobia, and um, you will improve your sleep, you will improve your memory, um, ability to concentrate, to memorize things, ability to pay attention to the details, and um, it's very good for people with um, dementia. It works on that level as well. Um, so it will improve your inner wisdom and connection with your intuition, mm. definitely. So on that level, it works perfectly. However, I don't know. I can't predict what what will be improved first. So <laughs> then, of course, on physical level, it will help with um, the flexibility of joints, spine, uh, blood circulation, uh, with removal of um, infections, of inflammation. If, um, if someone has arthritis, it might help with that too. Um, so it will improve metabolism, it will improve digestion, it will improve the work of internal organs and reproductive organs, it will detoxify your body, your liver, it will make um, kidneys work better. You know, it works for everything. And like, it might sound like a magic or like something unreal, but um, it's really so. It's all in your mind. It's all what, you know, if you set your mind on something, you will achieve that. If you decided to, say, remove stress from your body, you will remove it. If you, if you want to remove uh, depression, anxiety, or pains and aches, you will remove them. Only if you do the exercises consistently. Mm. This is this keep is keep going back to that. That's yeah. such a, a key, isn't it? It's that a key. Yeah. Of course. If you do it every day, you will get the results. And it, I think it's a bit like, you know, I was talking um, to our mutual friend Tracy. She's a specialist in the essential oils area. And mm -hmm. she was saying that different oils call to you often when you, you, you need the different properties and everything. And I think your system's a bit like that as well. So there's these 300 different um, practices that you can do. But... Um, it, depending on what your body needs certain ones will probably resonate more with you and that if yeah. you practice those then you're going to start seeing the benefits that perhaps you need as an individual mm -hmm. um, as well yeah definitely definitely and you know you can choose what you exactly need mm -hmm. and again i say you don't need to do all the exercises say for example mm, just an example say for example you've got the headache and you are Mm, suffering from migraines well you don't need to do the entire system just choose the exercises which might help you with uh, with migraines and headaches and do them every day and you will see in 28 days the health of your head will be improved definitely and then if you want to move on and to improve something else in your body well choose that part and move to that yeah and move to that well it's easy as that and um you can do the exercises on the go, on the go. You can do exercises in bed, 
you can do while you're washing your face or having shower. You can do the exercises like while while working with a pram in a bus on a bus stop, you know, <laughs> anywhere. And nobody will be able to see that you are actually doing something. Except for maybe the nose one. Maybe, and the ears. And the ears. Yeah, the, the ear nose one. one. And you know, sometimes, you know, I've got some special exercises for the mouth and it's like, you know, it looks like you're making faces. So yeah, it's probably weird so to do it. The on the you bus might stop. want to do it at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Unless you want an audience. <laughs> yeah. But self-massage techniques can be done can be done on a bus stop and nobody will notice it. Yeah. And you will feel better. So there's no excuse to, to fracturing yeah. them in. Yeah. Then one of the things I was just going to pick up on is you, you've mentioned the 28-day thing um, a number of times. And one of the things I, I know when I was reading some of the, the stuff that you have around is that um, it's aligned and, and draws from the moon energy or the lunar cycle and everything. Yeah. And so that's connecting in, I presume, as well with that 28 days and the, the lunar cycle. You fixed right? up right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, that's the coffee right. worked. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, um, I love the moon and I love the moon's energy. And um, I noticed that our bodies are working, you know, in accordance with the movement of the moon's energy. So when the moon is waxing, our energy is getting stronger and we might become overwhelmed. And, you know, it's the ancient wisdom. It's not me. I didn't create it, so I didn't discover it. Yes, it's ancient. It's coming from like 10,000, thousand years old. Um, and um, when the moon is waning, we are getting weaker, we are losing the energy. So um, I did some researchers in my clinic you know during the individual sessions with my clients I and I and I found out that their chakras are working you know not really good during the waning moon they are really getting weaker and especially if people are sick and uh, they're getting stronger when the moon is waxing so um I have created the exercises and I will talk about that um in my workshop I have created the exercises specifically to be done during the waning and waxing moon phases. So, and I will tell which exercises to be done at this stage and at that stage. So we've got 28 days of the moon cycle, the full moon cycle, and it's a lunar month. So when you, we are connected with the moon and all fluids and all liquids on earth, all water is connected to the moon's energy and it's, um, you know, the moon is basically ruling. That's why <laughs> yeah. we have the tides. So, yeah. The, the, the most visual way of seeing that is the tides. The same tides mm. we have in our bodies. Mm. The same t- because we are consisted of 90% of water, right? So our body is like water. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we just need to learn how to live with that energy and how to move through the stages and um you know it's so exciting actually when you learn how to connect with that energy and how to um to feel it how to improve it to boost the energy levels and you you can't basically really boost your energy levels during the waning stage so that's maybe a time for self-care yeah, cleaning your energy and, yes yeah. like you know like you're going to bed you have to sleep at night and you can't do any physical activities there so it's the time for sleeping the same happens with the moon time for rest time for clean 
and time for boosting the energy. It's all like that. It works like, like that. Yeah. And it talks about energy again, and that, that's something else I wanted to talk to you about: is sh- chakras and, yeah. and energy. And one of the things I find really interesting about your system is that we, we hear a lot about the seven chakras, these main chakras, and that. And, that, and certainly in yoga and meditation, I hear about that a lot. It, your system actually covers thirteen main chakras. Um, Magic number. <laughs> yeah, which is, is different. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that is and what it, how you? work with them and their energy and your, your practice and, and sort of create the healing from, from what you're doing with um, that within Prangana. Sure. This is actually exciting. And um, it has come, the 13 chakras has come from um, pranic healing. Ah. Pranic, so it's not Reiki. Reiki is more well-known. Pranic healing is older, much older than Reiki. However, it's not really well-known in the world. Mm. It's very it, it's well known, but Tantra not does a lot with chakras, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? So that's yes. that's quite well more well known. Yeah. So the chakras are still located along the spine and all, <laughs> along our body. However, there are more chakras in pranic healing than in Reiki. So thirteen chakras. I can just name them. So we've that's got a test. Can you remember yeah, all thirteen? <laughs> I can. Yeah, definitely. So I've got we've got basic chakra on the coccyx. We've got um, sex chakra on our pelvis. We've got the navel chakra on the belly button. We've got front solar plexus. We've got front um, heart chakra. We've got throat chakra. We've got um, third eye chakra, forehead chakra, crown chakra, back head chakra, back heart chakra, and main main. Oh, sorry, uh, back solar plexus chakra and main main chakra. Thirteen chakras. Ah. See, and there are lots of other small chakras. They are called minor chakras, but look, they are not minor. <laughs> they <laughs> all are, works together. They all works together. It's a system. And so these, these major chakras, um, which I have um, you know, named right now. So <laughs> you they, passed the test. Right? Yeah, I passed the test. That's good. So they are working together. And um, my system is um, uh, based on working with them. And with many more chakras, definitely. But basically, I'm going to represent all these 13 chakras and the special techniques for them in in my workshop. Um, 13 is also a magic number for women. Really? Because it's often seen as the unlucky number, isn't it? It's the luckiest number in the world for women, especially. (laughs) And men somehow knew that, so they banned the number. <laughs> yeah, I sure have a, a few witch, comments about that. It's not a witchy witchy stuff. It's not a witchy thing. You know, um how we have thirteen chakras in the body. See? Thirteen. It's good. And um we've got the thirteen parts of reproductive organs. Ah, I did not know that. Yeah, well, uh, we will not count them, but yeah, trust me. <laughs> I will I will tell about this system in um, during the workshop as well. So there are 13 parts of reproductive organs. We are not talking about smallest parts like that. The main parts. Main ones. Well, I, the only thing I can tell you that our two breasts are the part of the uh, one your the two parts ones. two parts <laughs> two parts of this reproductive system so yeah <laughs> 
But I know that because um, you do these regular live readings on Facebook uh, and Instagram, which I, mm. I, I've, I've been lucky enough to be part of. And thank you for drawing thank my you. cards here on there. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things you're always talking about is the blockages in the chakras and that. So Prangana helps with clearing some of those blockages and getting the energy flowing correctly? Yes, that's right. Yes, that it, it helps. Basically, pranic healing helps doing that as well. However, it's a no-touch approach. So it's uh, working with energy, um, with your using your hands or crystals. However, I'm using self-massage techniques to remove stagnant energy and to charge the chakra. So um, just to introduce how the chakras work, they are like little funnels moving clockwise and anti-clockwise and when they're moving clockwise they are breathing in the energy the fresh vital energy into the body and when they are moving anti-clockwise they are removing the processed energy so stagnant energy toxins from the body from all levels um from energetic level emotional and physical of course so uh if the chakra is not breathing out so what happens you are blocked mm. you've got lots of negative I don't like this word, uh, processed energy, unwanted energy in your body, you might feel heavy and fatigued. Accumulating. And, yeah, and it's like, you know, like heaviness, you know, you can feel some weight on your shoulders or in your, you know, back, lower back, whatever, whatever. So um, it, I'm, I am, um, uh, I can compare this with, our nose, when we've got blocked nose, so everything is blocked, you know, you, you've got some flu, your eyes are running, you can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and you just feel yucky. It's, you feel <laughs> yucky. Politely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the chakras, it's really the same, however, it, you feel a little bit different, but you still feel yucky. <laughs> yeah, so if your chakra is not able to remove the stagnant energy, you really feel heavy and tired. If your chakra is not receiving enough energy, it means that you don't have enough energy to move on. And like there are lots of things involved. However, this is really important for your chakras to work in a balanced way. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. So we can make it work correctly, any chakra or the entire system, so by only moving our hands in the right directions and we uh, basically we can do perform self-massage techniques to balance the chakras and to clean them so it's and to energize yeah. it's as simple as that as i said our body is a computer we just need to know how to press the buttons <laughs> and which buttons to where press. the bugs are yeah, where <laughs> so the bugs are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> debug it <laughs> now the other thing is and i know you and i've talked about it because there's certain social um views on hypnosis mm -hmm. and part of your system is including hypnotherapy um and one of the things you're trying to do is sort of de demystify it and get rid of the the myths uh, about it and that uh, certainly anybody coming to your workshop is not going to be moving like a cow or anything like that but could you talk us a little bit about what the hypnotherapy uh, hypnotherapy piece is and what that looks like as well in case people are wanting to come to the workshops but mm -hmm. that was a bit like oh, i'm not sure about that well, hypnosis is um, basically a state of trance. It's a trance when you are focused on something. And um, the huge part of our life, we are in a trance. 
So hypnosis is not about uh, making you do some weird stuff, like, you know, dancing <laughs> like a chicken or like, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. There, there are some, um, there is some hypnosis like that, like stage hypnosis, but it's, it's so much different. With healing hypnosis, you want people to remember what we're talking about and what we're doing to be able to heal. So there is no sense in me to put people into the hypnotic state so they, for example, fall asleep and then they don't remember anything and then I have to tell them, okay, we have done this, we have another two hours. <laughs> and there's 20 people in the yeah. class to get around. Yeah, it's, it's not really good. So basically, hypnosis is, well, we are self-hypnotizing ourselves every day. For example, we are driving a car and this is a trance. This is a state, hypnotic trance, because you are concentrated on the driving, on the road, on the cars, and you are really concentrated into this very moment. Any concentration is hypnosis. Meditation is hypnosis mm -hmm. as well. Um, only we can concentrate on something good, something positive to bring it on the surface and to reprogram our system. So, and we are doing this ourselves. I am only helping you to uh, to download that program, you know, mm. to um, into your body. Say, for example, you are coming to see me with the intention to remove pain in your elbows. Okay, we're setting our mind, mine and the client's mind, mm. onto this process. And I'm telling, so we're going to do this, this and that. So what outcome you want to have? I want to have this and that. Okay, and we are finding together the path how to get from point A to point B where we don't have any pain. So, or it, it, whatever. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's again so it's, it's a setting of the mind, yeah. the unconscious and the conscious, yeah. and then also using the physical movement and the other yeah. healing practices together. So you're, again, you're getting that holistic approach to... Yeah tackling issues or problems whether it's just it's, it's, I was going to say as simple as letting go fear is that simple uh, <laughs> that would be great but, so, but if you're letting go something like that or you've got sore elbows yeah or you've got a dodgy back or what, whatever yes. it is so it's, it's actually that holistic approach and all all the different levels mm -hmm. um to to address it Definitely. So if, if we use, if, if you talk about pure hypnosis, so you're coming to a hypnotherapist and you're sitting in the chair comfortably and you are listening to the comments and voice of the hypnotherapy, hypnotherapist who helps you to focus on positive things and focus on a new path. So we're together, we're creating a new neural connection mm -hmm. in, in your, uh, in your brain, um, to, to be able to heal the body or to achieve your goals, any other goals. It doesn't really matter. I am not really using the passive uh, hypnosis. So I'm not using that, only in rare cases. I'm using the active hypnos hypnosis. So as I call it, active meditations. So I teach people to focus, to put themselves into a present moment this very moment and to concentrate on what they are doing and they are hypnotizing themselves because they are reprogramming themselves onto something they want to achieve right so, and i'm all, only helping them to keep themselves in that positive trance and they do remember everything <laughs> and it's giving so, them that discipline again that we were yeah. talking about earlier that routine practice but gives us discipline and the focus so that we can master something yeah.
And again, if you don't want to be hypnotized, you will not be. Mm. You will not be able to focus on one whatever, present moment or on um, the goals to be achieved. Say, for example, people come to see me to quit smoking and it's um, three, the sessions, uh, oh, the set of three sessions. Mm, and I always ask them, is it your desire that brought you here? Do you really want to quit, quit smoking or does someone else <laughs> yeah. want it? to happen mm. say for example a wife sending <laughs> a husband to That's quit smoking it, <laughs> it will never never happen so if you're just sitting like okay whatever just hypnotize me da, 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 you will never quit smoking because it's not your desire it's the same so, with anything though you've got to actually want it in your gut yeah i know myself is like i've been trying to give up sugar for however many years yeah. But I actually really like sugar. I like my naughty treats. So I've never quite got to the tipping balance. Like I know I should eat less and I know all these good things. But, <laughs> but I haven't quite got to that tipping point, even internally. Mm -hmm. Like my internal wife is telling me I need to give up my sugar. But <laughs> I'm, the other part of me is not quite agreeing with that, that view. So I know what you're saying. It's like I've seen that in my own actions, whereas some things I achieve quite easily. Mm -hmm. um, years ago I used to smoke in my 20s it's just one of those things it's kind of right of passage almost growing up in mm -hmm. the UK not to say everybody in the UK smokes but it was you know not an uncommon thing I and smoked too so <laughs> but when I gave up I, I, I made a decision it was almost overnight like I, I made the decision and apart from um, a sneaky cigarette when I did get my residency for Australia which I think was a justified <laughs> one and that was the very last one um, I, I, I almost <laughs> I, I gave up pretty much cold turkey Mm -hmm. But when it comes to sugar, <laughs> we're still we're not going to talk about it anymore because uh, yeah, there's, that's a big work in progress along with my meditation. <laughs> uh, I'm doing better with the meditation, but yeah, you've got to want a, a gut gut level as well. Yeah. So, and so if you don't want to, you don't believe in the hypnosis or you don't the hypnotherapy, then you know, and you don't want to do it, then you've got yeah. that internal tension and you're fighting it. Yeah. The thing is, you don't have to believe in it. And the same, you don't have to believe in prangana healing. It works without you believe at all. Ah, so whether yeah. you believe it or not, it works on its own level. However, you have to decide that you want to do something to improve your life. That's your decision. That's the... Say, for example, I want to quit smoking. Dang, I decided to achieve that. So I decided to quit smoking like tomorrow morning or maybe tonight, right now. And this is your decision. If you feel that you need some help, this is hypnosis. Mm. And like when you decide that you are going to quit, it's 50% of success. Yeah. So you are ready. You just need some kick. <laughs> and that <laughs> From extra support. Yeah, extra support. <laughs> yeah. That's it. If you don't want to, no, yeah. nothing will help at yeah. all. So hypnosis will, hypnosis will not work. Mm. It will be a waste of time. The same with... Um, the same with any other healing or any mm. other system. Again, it will work to a certain degree, like with prangana healing as well. So if you really want to get rid of something to, to, to improve your health, to improve your sleep, for example, you will work, you will use the techniques and you will improve your sleep. They will work like twice faster. Mm -hmm. If you don't really want it, if you just, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm okay with that. So the techniques will work, but it will take oh. a long time. <laughs> and trust me, you're not going to do them every day. Mm -hmm. Again, we come back to a consistency. Yeah. So if you 
don't want to improve anything, you will not be consistent. Mm. It's a mindset so, thing as well, yeah. as well as the physical side again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so just before we um, wrap up, I was wondering if there was one technique that you could share with people listening to our podcast that they could maybe try themselves at home. I know some of them, they need to see you or a video of you doing it to help guide the instructions. But is there something maybe we could share before we we finish up? I would really love to show it, to demonstrate (laughs) it. Okay, the easiest technique... And this technique actually is the base of uh, Prangana healing and Prangana fitness. It's breathing technique. So, yeah, um, it's all about oxygenating the body and all about the energizing the body. Um, and you need to breathe correctly. So just pay attention to how you breathe. If you use your chest, it's shallow breathing and you are depriving yourself from oxygen and you might feel tired, stressed, um, depressed, exhausted and anxious, which is really because of this breathing. And um, when you use your stomach, or diaphragm when you breathe. It means that you are um, bringing more oxygen to your body. Your lungs are working from top to bottom and uh, they are ventilated. So it means that your brain is ventilated. It's um, uh, Your blood is oxygenated. It's very good. So the more you breathe with your stomach, the less stress in your body is, the less um, worries and anxiety will be in your system so what happens when you deprive yourself of oxygen your unconscious starts panicking and it's like i'm going to suffocate help me help me and that's why anxiety and all this stuff happens when you breathe with your stomach you bring lots of oxygen into your body and your mind comes down yeah, and there's research, I mean, the science behind this, they've yeah. done it where they've um, strapped people up to the heart monitor and you can mm-hmm. see the, the heartbeat slowing down and, and that's yeah. Something. And I know I, this is something I work on because I am terrible for shallow breathing. And, uh-huh. and when I'm concentrating, I have been to known to hold my breath which I find yeah. really weird because, like, you know, it's such a fundamental thing to being alive. Yeah. Uh, so, but I've had to learn to, to, to sometimes come out of writing whatever I am at work or typing mm-hmm. away and, and stop and actually start addressing my breathing. Mm-hmm. And I'll find that if I go to our photocopier, for example, at work, and I'm printing stuff off, I'll use that as an excuse to stand there and actually just do some sort of six rounds of four second in and four second out mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. breathing, you know, those sort of four part breathing type ideas. Um, and just even take little opportunities like that through the day. Because if you do that, even a small change like that makes a huge difference, I've found. Absolutely. So I can understand why it's such a basis. I mean, it's the basis, it's a really core cool basis of yoga is, is that breathing. I mean, we tie a lot of the exercises in, you know, sun salutation is mm. raise your arms up and breathe in and then yeah. re- breathe out as you go to the floor and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So it's, it's so fundamental, isn't it? But it's, as I said, I've been known to hold my breath and I'm concentrating on something. <laughs> realize what I'm doing doing? (laughs) and then I'm breathing very much from my chest because I'm you know it's I've trained my body almost to do that you we are all born with the ability to Mm. use our stomach when breathing babies do, and then babies everyone Mm. not only men women as well everyone but we forget this um um we, we forget how to breathe correctly with you know with some events in our life, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, this, the most stress we've got, 
the more we forget how to breathe correctly. Mm. <laughs> so, but you can teach yourself again, reteach yourself how to uh, breathe correctly. And um, I can, I can give you an advice just to lay down in your bed before you go to sleep and place one hand onto your stomach. It doesn't really matter which hand and another hand on the, onto your chest just to control if the chest is moving or not. So just prevent it from moving and to control your stomach. So it has to move. So when you breathe in, it's like going big like a balloon and then you just breathe out. You can breathe out through your nose or through your mouth, whatever you like, but you need to make sure that your stomach is moving. So do maybe 50 or 100 inhalations like that. <laughs> And you will fall asleep, definitely, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it's no, I, good. I agree with that because often um, I, I tend to get to sleep okay, but I'm one of those stress heads who wake up at three in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's that's quite classic for me. And I find that if I actually lie there and focus on that sort of yeah. belly breathing, feeling my belly going up and then all the way up into my lungs and, and then, then releasing through yeah. my lungs and my belly and, and doing it again. It's, I mean, it's a way of meditating as well. Probably it's it a way is of putting yourself in a trance, I'm sure. Like, because you're, you're focusing on that, just the, the simple act of breathing. So this, is self -hypnosis, again, yeah. this is self-hypnosis. You know, this is self-hypnosis. I'm doing this all the time and I didn't realize. <laughs> but it's a, yeah. I know myself that it's, it's a good way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work, but it is a better way of um, tipping my poor, busy brain, which is yeah. always starting to focus on what I've got to do for the day and switching it back off mm -hmm. so I can then fall to sleep again. Yeah. And when you are in bed... Um, your muscles are relaxed and actually it's very easy to control how you breathe. When you sit or stand, it's different because our muscles are tense and they're trying to hold our body. Mm. So it's much more difficult to teach yourself to breathe. But once you master the breathing in your bed, <laughs> so you will be able to master breathing, sitting or walking or standing. So... Um, you just need to check throughout the day, okay, how I breathe, how mm. do I breathe? Uh, oh, shallow breathing, okay, I need to change that. Just con control yourself. But main focus has to be at night in your bed. And then you will see with time, again, it might take 28 days, and you will see how your breath is changing. Mm. And you, it's easily for you to breathe with your stomach than to breathe with your chest. Now I'm breathing only with my stomach, and I can't even do any movements with my chest so I, I don't even know how to to, to, to breathe with my chest <laughs> and um it's it's coming naturally for me yeah. it's um, like driving yeah, the it, car again it's like to start with yeah. when you're learning the car even changing from first to second gear for those yeah. of us drive have driven a manual um or you know using the clutch yeah. or accelerating you, you just automatically know where your hands and your feet should be before and before you know it mm -hmm. you're not even thinking about what you're you're doing this is on automatic yeah. it's automatic yeah. yeah that's right i have a way to go i will own that one i like it, <laughs> yeah. it's going in with the meditation category and the sugar category the, yeah, the breathing well, thing's always been yeah. a work in progress and will continue to be till i um uh, I, I take my last breath i think but i have as you said I, i've become a lot more conscious and i'm i'm much better doing mm. the body checks during the day just yeah. to figure out what i'm doing That's and good. as i said even at the photocopier waiting for the lid so if i can fit it in then then there's inspiration maybe for other people who mm -hmm. are, um, need to do a bit of work in that space too <laughs> Definitely. So, thank so, you so much for coming along it's been a, a, a great session and um again 
it's just fascinating to understand how Prangana's come about mm-hmm. and what it is. And I know you've got more information on your website, which is the antistressclinic.com.au. That's so yeah, you can that's find great. Alina on, on the internet. But also she, um, as I mentioned, she does these weekly energy readings, which are fantastic. Um, I think most Thursdays. Um, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Sydney time. Sydney time. Yeah. But you've got people from all over the world um, coming Are in you? on those, I've noticed. I can, I yeah, can see people exciting. coming in. Yeah. So I highly recommend those. I've actually done them myself. Alina will also pull out cards and um, can do a little bit of chakra reading um, for you and, and help you um, get an idea of what you can maybe work on. So I, I highly recommend those. Um, drop, dropping onto Instagram and Facebook. I think you, you've got two live streams going. I've got two Facebook pages. So I don't do Instagram at the moment. I've tried ah. to do that, but I don't have three cameras. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got only two cameras. Working so, on that. Yeah, I'm um, broadcasting on my personal page, which is Elena Darankina. And on my business page, it's facebook.com slash forward anti-stress clinic so the two pages and i think it's the most convenient way to, to share um, that. yeah to share yeah. that and you know your broadcasts um amazing <laughs> <laughs> well i highly yeah, recommend yeah. them so do check them out on a, a thursday sitting time 8 p.m um we also are running a workshop in Sydney, so I'm collaborating with Alina um, to run a workshop in Cogra in Sydney on the 18th of May at 11.30am. If you are interested in learning more or fancy a ticket to book your spot, do hop on to seedsofwonder.com.au um, and you can uh, find out more on the events page. If you also want to know about more upcoming podcasts and blogs that I'm writing, etc., um, I do make announcements on my own Facebook page and my Instagram page as well as the website. Or you can sign up um, using the subscription tool on the website to find um, information coming into your inbox. But thank you very much for um, listening in today. I know that it is a very busy world. Um, so to create time to listen in to us and create time for you, um, we do appreciate you coming along. And we hope to I hope to have um, you along for more Season Wonder um, podcasts in the future. Thank you very much for hearing me. For you know, it, for the it was a wonderful uh, interview. Yes. Season Wonder. It's been great having you along. Thank you, Elena. lovely. Thank you very much.